so that you won an award mm. for narration. <laughs> this is a quick pivot to uh, uh, humble brag time. Well, uh-huh. So what was the award? What did you narrate? That uh, It was actually a demo. <laughs> um, it was a demo that was produced by a guy, um, his name is J. Michael Collins, um, JMC Demos. And he does really, really good work. He and A.J. McKay, who is the, um, the tech guy behind that, he does the producing. It's really fantastic. Um, and between the two of them, they crafted a demo that was based on TV narr- narration. So the voice that you hear explaining within... Um, a uh, real estate show or, you know, um, wedding show or whatever, you know, in between the actual scenes and and the people who are involved, they usually have some kind of explanation of what's going on. (laughs) And so that voice is usually called TV narration or in-show narration. So I had a demo for that. And uh, these two very talented people produced it. And they liked my voice doing it. So it was submitted for the award by uh, J. Michael and his team. And it won the award in, um, I think it was November 2018. Okay. Do you have, do you have the award in your house? I do. Okay. I do. And it's gorgeous. It's also very heavy. <laughs> Quick question about the awards. Mm-hmm. Are these awards, when you win the award, do they give you one? Or do you have to purchase one? Oh, no. They don't give you squat. <laughs> you know, I, I, had, I had a sneaking suspicion. Yeah, you got to pay for these things. But, you know, um, it's not unusual for award shows. I know the Academy Awards are the same way. It's just that whoever submitted you usually paid the fee. Mm-hmm. And your manager of choice or, or whoever um, paid you for the movie or whatever, or you have millions of dollars you can afford to buy it yourself, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, none of these are cheap and none of them are free. <laughs> hmm. That's, 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 that's disconcerting. Nah, that's, well, that's the way it works, unfortunately, no, you know, I know, it's, I know. Uh, and um, I was lucky enough that I didn't actually, I wasn't the one who submitted it, so I didn't have to pay to be considered, but getting the award was my problem. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's, mm, that's, uh... That's the arts for you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, ugh. Because I, I just recently found out that people pay for their stars on the Walk of Fame. Yeah, um, but I, well, I would imagine you need to be nominated first. Well, I, I presume that there would be some process that allowed you to even be on there, but I just... yeah. To even be considered. I mean, but once, like, even to get that consideration, you're not buying that. No, no, I know, I know. Yeah. So that's really, for me, that's really what the the differentiator is. If you're um, given something, if you're um, recognized in some way prior to your having to pay any money... Then, then that makes more sense to me. Fair, like I, but to me, I guess, as just a a, a casual fan of you know arts in, in general, mm-hmm. there's just an assumption that you know during these award seasons, these these accolades that these people are given, mm-hmm. you there's an assumption that 
these things are given because they are talented people, but yeah, you, you based don't, on merit, right? You would hope, yeah. Right. But then you, you just don't assume that there's a financial aspect to it where the person being honored is then has to give something financially to get set award or for their own personal collection, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily their personal con- uh, collection as it is personal branding. So if we are all individual people selling ourselves, which is really what you end up doing to to be considered for a movie or an acting of any kind, generally you need some kind of personal branding. Even coaches need this. You need to be recognized in your field. And to do that, you need to be recognizable. And awards help you with that. So I get it in that sense because it's all advertising and marketing. Really, when you peel back the the layers, <laughs> that's really what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm learning as as I as I keep talking to people. Because uh, <laughs> and you know, perspective matters. And this is mm-hmm. this is all part of the process for me is that I'm I'm gaining new perspective by finding out new information. And sure. This, you know. Yeah, the, when you start believing your own press, that's when there's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. very true. So let us pivot once again <laughs> to your, I don't want to call it geek side, but your uh-huh. your interests outside the booth. Sure. So it's I read that you are a comic book fan. Yep. Uh, do you have any favorite heroes that you kept up with? Oh, Wonder Woman, definitely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are you when uh, that when that second movie comes out with Gal Gadot? Oh my God, day, I am day one? so there. Day one. Because <laughs> it's also based in the eighties. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> like that's like my era. <laughs> okay. I feel compelled to give my uh, my take on Wonder Woman the movie. Oh yeah, the movie. Yeah. Gadot is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gal is fine. Uh, I like. She her. was better than I thought she would be. When I first saw pictures of her and and her being cast in this role, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I thought somebody like Gina Carano would be better, mm-hmm. or somebody who had a bit more. She needs some meat on her bones. I did say she needed a couple sandwiches. Uh, yeah. But yes, but <laughs> in the final product, I had no issues. They made it work. They made it work. And. I liked in particular that they didn't overly sexualize her. Also I true. liked that a lot. Also true. Uh, that is true. Because that's, really, that's not really what she's about. Especially yeah. my, my favorite Wonder Woman um, characterization is from the animated series. The, uh, sure. The Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, yep. that stuff. WB does that stuff really well. Yeah. That, I have thoughts about animation. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. However, Batman again, the yes. WB Batman. Oh, loved that stuff. <laughs> so, I liked a lot of it. Mm-hmm. The third act uh, came apart like the uh, the foam that would be in your booth <laughs> <laughs> if if you stayed uh, if you use that that version of the uh, the foam. Mm-hmm. It's this is sort of Wonder Woman is indicative of a bigger issue is that a lot of these superhero films have a problem with villains. Mm-hmm. And the villain of that film was atrocious. 
Yeah, I wasn't a big fan either. Um, I, I thought the actor did a great job. He ate up every scene he was in. Right. <laughs> However, yeah, I agree with you that it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like him as a villain in general. Yeah, like I, me personally, I have an issue where I feel that you need that counterbalance. Like there's a lot of, how do I say this? They do a lot with the hero, mm-hmm. but they don't do enough with the villains. I would say in movies in general, there's been a pivot from heroes and villains to just mostly heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like with Wonder Woman, that guy kind of got caught up in that that mess that Hollywood does. Do you remember the the villain who had the mask, the woman with the mask and, and the poison and stuff yes. like that? Yeah. She was way more compelling to me. I would have I would have preferred her to be yeah. the lead villain. I would love to have seen more about her. Um, we didn't really get as much as I was hoping for. Right. I feel I feel the same way. So any other are you DC person, a Marvel person? Or just... I am whichever is entertaining. Okay. <laughs> I've watched them all. Okay. Um uh uh, Batman versus Superman was atrocious, <laughs> but I am not the only one who feels that way. And that's kind of like a popular opinion. So, <laughs> uh, you know, if the whole reason that you stop doing what you're doing is because your mothers share the same name, come on, come on. It was weak. It was weak. Yeah, it was really weak. So yeah, I was not a fan. However, when Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman came into the DC universe that kind of made it better for me. Okay. I understand. So I was, I was a little more happy with, um, you know, but again, Aquaman was, eh. I didn't hate it. Was, it. Didn't it was beautiful. It. I didn't hate it. I, I will say it was beautiful to look at. Um, but again, again, the villain, <laughs> it had that same villain problem. <laughs> I liked, I liked Black Manta more than, uh, his brother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I, the overall reason for all of that just was so overdone and, and ridiculous that I, I couldn't, I just couldn't. <laughs> fair, fair. It, it was a passable movie. I, I'll, I think over time. It was not the worst one they've done. <laughs> you know what it is? There are times when I don't see them in theaters right away. Yes, so I, don't I didn't have, see that one in a theater at all. I saw it on TV, so I didn't have. I didn't have. Yeah, there are times like when a movie's bad and you only see it on TV. It doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. As, it doesn't hurt you as much. Yeah, that's very true. Because there are times <laughs> when you there. Let's see. What's what's the worst? I'm trying to think of a bad uh, comic book film that I saw in theaters. I didn't like Joker, personally. Okay, I didn't actually see it. I I couldn't bring myself to see it. I can see but, why. I can see why. It, yeah, it seemed to me less of a comic book adaptation than it was a commentary on mental health. It's not a, there is really a thin connection, a very, very tiny, tiny, thin connection between yeah. comic book and that film. That's kind of what I figured, which was why it just didn't appeal to me. Yeah. It's when you want to talk about audio branding. Uh, mm-hmm. the Joker, very heavy-handed with some of the sound cues, some of the, some yes. of the songs. It's 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 comical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also times. Well, I, I did a review on the Joker film. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very. I think it was like 20 minutes where I I just basically bashed most of it. I did some research behind the scenes. Apparently, Todd Phillips, the director, was writing scenes at night 
in the trailer with his some of his actors bouncing ideas off of them, and then they would just go film it the next day. Like wow. That, that, <laughs> that to me shows that you're not, like you didn't have it all planned out. I, I got to say, with that kind of writing and unplanned stuff, Joaquin Phoenix must have been outstanding because he, well, he's he, getting some really, really good reviews himself. He was good. He He was the only reason why the film is something that can be watched. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily suggest everybody watch it. Yeah. Um, I know that I think the rating I gave it was one and a half stars out of four. Because mm-hmm. with, with me too is something that you at least have to see. So anything less is, unless there's something that's, you know, amazing about it. Mm-hmm. Or it's just so bad it's good. Like <laughs> yeah, there are some of those. <laughs> yeah, like if it's one of those, then I, like there are films like The Room. I, like, it's, oh my god, I had I had friends of mine subject me to that twice. So not only have I seen it once, I've seen it twice. It's a terrible <laughs> film, but it's awful. But it's so fun. <laughs> it must be seen. It must be seen. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, Joker. He's a tell. cyborg. That's the only explanation. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy was also a, a cyborg? He was a cyborg, yeah. You know what was an underrated um, part of the room was mm-hmm. the R&B music. During oh, those, okay. During those, I barely uh, paid attention to that, I must say. Fair. But it, I was surprised at the quality of it. It was, mm-hmm. it was way better than I expected it to be for a movie that bad. Everything mm-hmm. else is terrible. But that that music. I think the football acted better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? That's I'm not going to disagree. I'm not. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that was um, an experience. Definitely an experience. I'd watch video essays on it before I Uh saw it. And the video essays didn't prepare me for how bad it was. No, they can't. There was actually a screening of it here in Toronto and friends of mine went. I did not. I did not subject myself to a third time. But they were, Tommy Wiseau was actually there. He travels with these. This is a thing now for him. Yeah, it's a big thing. I I mean, hey, all the power to him. If he can make money from this, (laughs) go for it. (laughs) Yeah. I gotta hand it to him. <laughs> he's yeah. Sometimes, at least he's accepted. Like he understands what's going on with mm-hmm. this whole process. Because there are a lot of people that could, their feelings could get hurt, and they you know they'll take their ball and go home. Yeah. But he understood. Like yeah. this is this is okay. It's he's not, milking it. Yeah. <laughs> Just get all the money you can. Sure. Get all the money you can. Why not? Are there any other superhero films that you disliked? in the recent memory that I disliked. Hmm. Um, Oh, you know what? I don't know if I really, I don't know if I hate them enough. I mean, like even Batman versus Superman, I found moments to be entertained. Right. Like I, I, I don't hate them per se. Okay. Let me, let me, I, let me. I, yeah, I, it, there are some that are less entertaining that I would never watch again. And right. that would be one of them. Okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, generally, I'm I'm fairly easy to please when it comes to these. <laughs> okay, so let me let me flip it to the other way. Are, what are the highlights? What are your favorites of this uh, recent era? Thor Ragnarok. I really liked that one a lot. 
Okay. Because it was fun. It was fun. And I also liked Doctor Strange because it was very different. I just really liked that aspect of the uh, Marvel Universe. Okay. I like and I know a lot of people who were really uh, excited about that film. Which one, Strange or Ragnarok? Strange. That's interesting because I, I had, well, I, I don't have my ear, ear to the ground for the entire country or the entire world. <laughs> I felt that Strange ended up being a an interesting surprise more so mm-hmm. than like a guarantee like, oh, this is going to be a slam dunk. This is just more like it turned out way better than expected. Oh, I agree. I was not expecting much when I went into it, but it had a really good character arch for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. You know, like he starts out as this arrogant jerk and then he ends up still kind of an arrogant jerk, but, you know, a little better off. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a little bit of Stark in him. There's a little bit of Stark in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and, you know, Iron Man, like, it, it, it can't be overstated how unusual that was. The very first Marvel film, that, I mean, it started off the whole thing. Well, this, this cinematic universe, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, not the whole, whole thing. But, yeah, 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 the cinematic universe that is Marvel that we've gone over through 11 years. Yeah. Um, that was... Uh, it was groundbreaking. You know, it was it was a very different kind of feel of superhero movie. It had a little more fun to it. It had a lot of quips to it. You know, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. doing something that no one expected him to do, but that he was so well suited for no pun was intended. amazing. No pun intended. No, no pun intended. To, yeah. Well suited. <laughs> well suited yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would say most of them entertain me to a degree. Mm-hmm. Even if even if I had issues, a lot of them still entertain me. Yeah. Um, and they do have issues. I'm not saying any of them are perfect. Right, right. But um, but kind of like the first thing of anything, sort of makes you feel excited for what's to come. Yes. And then maybe what comes after doesn't necessarily approach that excitement that you felt when you first watched. You know, like Star Wars. Right. Like, you know, let's go to the basics. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you first saw, saw Star Wars, that was completely different than anything that anyone had done before. Yeah. It was really different. The first Matrix film was like that. You know, like you can you can sort of track these really groundbreaking films, maybe not in cinematic, sometimes in cinematic, but more in theory, in plot lines different ways of looking at things, different technology being used for the special effects, you know, these kinds of things. And then what comes after it never quite lives up to the potential. So I think, for instance, a lot of the reason that people have problems with the later Star Wars movies, I mean, yeah, some of the dialogue was atrocious. (laughs) Uh, You know, definitely, I'm I'm not saying it was good. But a lot of it had to do with the fact that you can't recreate that innocent discovery again. It's going to happen once in a cinematic universe. And you just have to make do with the dregs afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel that there are times when those that are making it don't have the same interest. Oh, totally. Especially when it comes to sequels. Yeah. Or redos. Yeah. Like, or reboots. Those are, those are the ones. Yeah. I, I normally what I call I call it sequelitis when a film yeah. has 
they what they like to do in part two of or even three of anything they double the cast they add more cast members mm-hmm. they add more fights they add more of everything but they lose what made the first one or the original one the good thing i'm not sure that they could recapture that you know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of the reason. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying here is that it's really, really hard to recapture that beginning, innocent discovery and excitement, right? Because it's never going to be the first again. Right. So, I I understand why they do what you what you were saying because they're trying to create something new enough that still carries through with the potential they saw in the first one to try and make it exciting again. Right. And uh, it's really hard to do that. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dismissing that part. It's just, mm-hmm. there, there are times where it feels like, you know, the definition of insanity, you keep doing the same thing over and over again and you just feel yeah. like, but you guys, you saw that it didn't work here. You did, mm-hmm. you saw that it didn't work here. Why are we continuing to do it here, here and down the line? That's, that's <laughs> my issue. With, yeah a lot of these comic book films that are out now or that have passed that have come and gone. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm worried about the ones that are going to come down the line. I feel like maybe the DC ones will be better. Uh, It's possible. Yeah. But the the Marvel, the Marvel said, I don't know. I'm a little concerned now that after Endgame, I don't know where they're going to go. Well, they seem to be doing a lot of stuff on Disney Plus. Yeah. That's, that's where they're going. It looks like also, um, isn't, um, Oh my goodness! Scarlett Johansson is coming out with a new one, right? Yeah, Black Widow. The, yeah, Black Widow. That's yeah. Out so that's looking more like a spy movie than it is a superhero movie, and I think that might be a good way for them to go. But the problem is, I think what that's going to do is just set up the new Widow versus them bringing Johansson back. Oh no, they're not bringing her back. Yeah, she. This is like a prequel. Yeah, this is a prequel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it'll explain a lot. And I think a lot of people really enjoy that character and we're very disappointed in her end, um, which was kind of abrupt and yeah. not, not very celebrated, really, when it came right down to it. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's a hopefully a worthy send off, at least. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see. fingers crossed. Exactly. We'll see. We won't know until we see it, yeah. but I'm prepared to give it a try. <laughs> and actually, I'm going to see Birds of Prey this weekend, <laughs> <sighs> which could be awful. I know it could be awful, but I will at least be entertained. <laughs> Fair. I'm not. I, that's one that I'll wait for. There, mm-hmm. I think because I've been bitten by so many. I didn't people. like the first one that they did with Suicide um, Squad with this Harley Quinn. Suicide Squad. That was yeah. I was not a big fan of that one. That I, again, I was entertained. I went in there. I enjoyed the movie. I had a good time whatever but it didn't hold up in scrutiny afterwards oh no that's i think that's that's kind of what it is with these films is that yes you go through the first time like oh okay there's loud noises explosions this yeah yeah it's very colorful (laughs) there's lots happening and then at the end you're just like (laughs) but the lady with the sword she got introduced on the plane didn't do much else after that this is just Mm -hmm. a suicide squad uh, recap Mm -hmm. um the guy who says "Don't get me angry," he has one hot big scene where he turns into like a a, a, a fire breathing demon. Mm-hmm. Two minutes on screen, then he's gone. Yeah, you know the villain just dances the whole time. Enchantress, yeah, you know 
we can do better. We can do better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's why I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this new one because I liked the Harley Quinn, and I wanted to see what I wanted to see what happened with her, almost without Joker. I didn't care about Joker in that Suicide right. Squad. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't like that at all. Um, I think she's a really compelling character in general. And don't they have a new uh, animated series with her? Yeah, I heard it's on HBO Max, a different yeah. service. I haven't seen it, so I don't know how it is, but I've heard good things, actually. Yeah, I've heard good things, too. I've heard mm-hmm. um, it's sort of like a, a Venture Brothers meets... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Poison uh, Ivy, I hear, is a really interesting character. <laughs> yeah. I, but I heard they did a lot with all of the characters. Like, most, mm-hmm. most of the villains in the Batman universe, they, they all had their moments. But that's what I've... My personal feeling toward animation versus live action is that I feel like animation can do the job a little bit better. Oh, I agree. And I really enjoy the animated stuff. Um, There's been several Wonder 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 Woman and Superman um, animated movies, basically, that have been really excellent. I remember. But yeah, I I remember them from the series. I felt that Justice League, Batman animated series and then into Justice League, that was Mm -hmm. the best stretch I would say for anything, even Teen Titans. The original Teen Titans, yes. I don't. Yeah. I don't hate Go. I don't hate the. Yeah. the, the no, I'm not a big fan of Go. I don't like that kind of animation. Yeah, I don't. It makes hate it too it. silly for me. It makes it too anime. Right. Yeah, but it, it's almost, it's too slapsticky for me. Yes. Exactly. That's, that's not stuff I enjoy. Yeah, but the, I don't mind humor. I have no problem with humor, but. I'd rather it be a little more intelligent. Does that make any sense? I agree with you 100%. Yeah. 100%. But I, I guess it depends on who it's for, right? If it's for kids, <laughs> then maybe a little slapstick is in order. <laughs> right. But it was interesting that they made that abrupt switch from Teen Titans to Teen Titans Go. That, that kind of mm-hmm. caught everybody off guard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, lo- I love Teen Titans too. That was nostalgia on that. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> ah, sad face, sad face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bash any more of these films. Uh, or, or, or fall. Uh, I mean, ultimately, I'm. I'm here to be entertained, and so, you know, I can watch a movie and enjoy it without feeling it's high art. No, I get that. I get that. I get that. Like, not every. Not every plate of food that you've ever eaten is five star chef. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's just something to, you know to nourish. You can food. recognize right. when you're at a Michelin restaurant. <laughs> right. right. But you know, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that way all the time. <laughs> exactly. Ah, yes. Um, are there any uh, sci-fi novels or authors that you read? Hmm, that's a good question because I haven't really read anything all that great in a long time. Uh, There are some of the, um, oh, Warhammer 40K, uh, strangely enough. um, And I'm going to type this in because I want to remember what the guy's name is. The list of novels. Let me just, because I know that there are some, oh, Dan Abnett, that's his name. Um, Dan Abnett is a fantastic writer. He's done some really, really wonderful things with the uh, Warhammer 40K universe. And I would highly recommend any of the books that he's written, actually. I think he's done Star Wars as well. Hmm. 
Okay. Um, but I haven't really read sci-fi in a really long time. I've kind of been on a kick of business books, which is for me kind of really strange, but yeah. Those are just as exciting? Uh, sorry, you want to know which, ex- like, which ones I've read? <laughs> uh, you can give us a couple, yeah. Uh, the Latte Factor, I just finished. Um, I've read um, Never Split the Difference. Uh, which is, again, a, a really good book written by a guy who used to negotiate for, I believe, the FBI. I mean, yeah, anyway, I'm, I may be talking out my whatever here. <laughs> okay, so his name is Chris Voss, V-O-S-S. Okay. He used to be a negotiator, like a hostage negotiator. So the book that he wrote is um, for businesses who understand how negotiating really works. And it's a really good read. Uh, there's another one by a woman named Sam Horn, H-O-R-N, uh, who wrote a book called uh, Got Your Attention. And again, these are really good books for um, business and marketing. So I tend to sort of geek out on that a little, a little as well. <laughs> um, and then there's another one that was written by, uh, I can't remember how to how to pronounce his name um, Chris V basically um, who uh, runs Podfest uh, let me just see I'll start ugly Chris Kremitzos is his name with a K okay. um, and it's uh, it's uh, I would almost call it a cute book in the sense that it is a parable with a story written to illustrate the point that he's trying to get across, which is that if you never start, you're never going to accomplish anything. And if you start ugly, you learn as you go. It may not be pretty in the beginning. <laughs> you may have five to 50 iterations of it before it works. But eventually, if you don't quit, you will end up with something usable. But you got to start, whether it's pretty or not. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's a, a conversation I've had uh, a couple of times where it's, mm-hmm. you know, just getting yourself out there is the most important step to any to finishing any task is just to get out there and just try it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I said Chris V. <laughs> it's Chris K. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, um, it's a great little book and it, it doesn't take long to read. It's a great lesson. And I think a lot of us could stand to learn that lesson. Yeah. You know, you're never going to be perfect when you first start out. True. So uh, don't let it stop you from trying something. That's, that's the big point here, right? Like a lot of people wait until they're going to be perfect at something and then they wait years. <laughs> but there are, people, there are times where people give advice in the space, in the creative space, mm-hmm. where they tell you, you know, practice, practice, practice before you release anything to make sure that it's good right out the gate versus start ugly and just work your way up to the top. It's, it's, it's I, you know what? There's a certain amount of, <laughs> there's a certain amount of advice that I think is total BS. <laughs> um, one of them is kind of that. And the reason I say that is because there's really no substitute for actually being criticized. And if you never put it out for anyone else to look at, you're never going to get criticized, which means you're never going to learn 
from someone outside of your immediate family and the people who love you how to improve. That's, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta learn the hard way, unfortunately. There's no easy way to do this. <laughs> I know. It, it's just weird sometimes with the, the... I don't want to call it misinformation, but it just feels like there are people... There are people that are giving advice that sort of... Just because it worked for them, mm-hmm. they feel like this is this is the rock that they're going to stand on and, and just give their spiel the entire time. Like, this is it, this is it, this is it. Sure. When everybody's journey is different like if you're in a if you're in a creative space there's no guarantee that everything's going to work out the way it happened for you exactly yeah and everyone is different and everyone has different challenges and different uh uh, legs up and um uh, different things that they want to accomplish different things that are more uh more important to them than others and um, and yeah, everyone has their advice to give because what worked for them, you're right. Like that's what they feel will help someone else. I, I think that you need to find your own golden nuggets. You need to figure out what works for you. And that doesn't mean necessarily that the people who are telling you, like, you know, aside from me saying, <laughs> that, <laughs> BS, yeah. BS, um, <clears throat> the only reason that I say that is because it may be BS for you. It may have worked for one person, but it's not going to work for every single person. And everyone has different motivations. So I think what the best thing to do is, is to take little bits and pieces of a lot of the things that you hear and meld it into some melting pot that works for you. Because you are an individual and what works for one person may not work for you. And you, you have to make it your own. That's very true. That also means that you need to take ownership, right? Like if something's not working for you, you keep trying, you know, until it works. And and if you don't or, you know, you just quit, that's on you. That's that's true. Especially because with the, with the quitting, there are times that you might have only tried it just one way and just said, okay, this is the way that someone told me. And then it, instead of you coming up with a, um, a pivot or an alternative, mm-hmm. you just say, well, I was told to do it this way. It's not working this way. So mm-hmm. this is just a dead end. And you also don't know how close you are to hitting the mark. You never know until you hit it. Right. So if you quit, you're never going to hit anything. <laughs> That's true. And it, that also ties into the person as well, like, you know, some people mm-hmm. are not as determined. Like any sort of resistance, they'll just say, "Yeah, you know, I gave it the old college try." <laughs> Game over. That's true, but also, if you get resistance, that may be that that direction isn't the way to go. But if you try a different one, you know, like it, it shouldn't be the reason that you stop doing anything completely. Like you said, I think there are many ways to get to whatever position you're trying to get to. Yeah. And I think that's that's the interesting about interesting thing about the creative field is that there's no like most other fields have regimented lines or there's like, you know, or or if you can compare it to a building, they're just segmented floors. You just mm-hmm. you you know, the first floor is the lobby, everybody enters the first floor. 
I mean, unless you have a helicopter, you can get to the to the roof very easily. But you know, first floor here, second floor, you know, you, you you're going upwards. Like you understand that there's a process to go up. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's promotions. There are you know letters of recommendation that get you from this floor to that floor. Like that's how it works. Sort of in a, in a creative space, everybody's just trying to do the thing, and it's almost like a, it's a weird free-for-all where I'm sort of noticing. It's like everybody has talent, and everybody may meet somebody who can sort of give them that boost up, but it doesn't always work out. The same. Like, it's not a guaranteed, like, you follow this step, you put in this amount of hours, mm-hmm. it's going to work out for you because of that. It doesn't always turn into that situation where it's like oh it's all about who you know because even if you meet like let's say you know you go down to Podfest, um you know there may be a, a company that's looking for you they're looking for a specific voiceover artist who can they're looking to make like a lifetime uh contract with for you know to make you to make you like well set up for life uh-huh. and it works out for you some maybe a friend of yours may say, "Hey, you know, Jody, could you could you introduce me to company X? Maybe they can give me a lifetime thing too." Mm-hmm. The, the, you set up the meeting, and they say they don't want her, and it's mm-hmm. it's just it just works for you that way, not necessarily your friend or whoever else. I would say it's almost not really about the talent; it's about the determination. Because if you have talent and you don't have determination, you're not going to get anywhere. Even if you get that wonderful contract, whatever that happens to be, if you don't have the passion to continue doing what you're doing that got you that, Mm -hmm. you're not going to keep up top. So it really, it takes more than talent. And it also takes consistency. You have to keep doing what you're doing until someone recognizes that it's worth doing. <laughs> I think that's the that's the thing that I've learned the most during my podcasting stretch is consistency. I feel like that's probably the most important thing. Just keep going, just keep hammering away at it and if not even a situation where you'll get you'll get noticed, but it's just mm-hmm. there's something even even if it never turns into the thing, quote unquote like the star turn that you hope it is sure there's something rewarding about the fact that you just keep going at it mm-hmm. this there's, there's, there's a personal reward that you have for you know going through the process of finding a, a guest or writing your own script and talking about it for hours and you know editing the whole thing like this there's, mm-hmm. there's something rewarding to that that i didn't think was there when i first started mm-hmm. but now that i've gone through it or I'm currently continuing to go through it it's it's an interesting it's an interesting byproduct of this entire process yeah it definitely is and podcasting consistency is one of those things that's really important too you know if you put out an episode at the same time every week or every day or every month and people get used to it then they're going to know when to tune in and they're going to know that you're there and that's that's gold right there. Yeah. Um, also, uh, you know, bringing this around back to like branding uh, of audio or visual consistency, again, is how you get remembered. It takes a certain amount of times for us to have 
what are called touch points for us to remember something. I think they say it's like seven or something like that. You need to continue consistently to do something in that regard for people to recognize that it's you. So whether that's advertising a brand, whether it's a particular ringtone that you use when someone does your transactions, like Visa or MasterCard, uh, when it, if, if it's every advertising that you do on television and you have like a little jingle that plays or it's, you know, a certain song that plays on your on hold all the time or it's a visual representation in every ad that you put in a newspaper, um, people will start to recognize it. But they can't recognize it if you're not consistent. That's yeah. very true. Very true. Okay. <laughs> and silence ensues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm processing it all. So like that's. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm not silent because it, it, your point. I'm not silent because it, I'm not reacting to your point. I'm silent because <laughs> okay. I'm reacting to the point. <laughs>